What is going on, everybody? It's episode 139 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Please introduce yourself. <laughs> I love your little point. Yes, it's, it's now part of the part of the program. <laughs> what is up, crisis actors? It's Mary. She has a literal footrest out underneath the, the table. Yeah, it feels like I'm at my dentist appointment. I don't know how anyone could be that relaxed while doing something like this. I can't Chill do that. Chill out, Brett. It's, it's, not poss- it's not possible. When I get, but then I get like, if, I feel like when I get, uh, if I chill out, then it starts to get like lazy and I start slurring and it's like, I got to keep the energy up. So, by the way, mm-hmm. we have a guest host today and he is subbing in. Hello. Introduce yourself, please. I'm Andrew, resident game developer at TimCast. Thanks for having me back, guys. How you doing? Pretty good. Doing good? Doing well. I have to double check. I'm pretty sure I changed the name on the boxy yeah, thing. Yeah, I heard last time I was Lydia. Is this correct? You were Lydia last time. Uh, I think I changed it today. You think we had like all this time to prepare before the show started and it would be just my you luck You changed to, it. I, I remember that you did. You did. Okay. We're all okay. Right. So he is subbing in today because uh, Dane is, is not feeling well. So uh, please send in your uh, your well wishes for Dane. Uh, hopefully or send hate mail to Dane because or, or he's not allowed me. to be sick. He's not a human being. Yes. Well, oh, that's very mean. That's not <laughs> very kidding. nice at all. Uh, so we got he better be stuff. in the chat though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he might be. I, I'll... Actually, I don't know how I feel about that. He can't come in and do the show, but he can be in the chat. I don't know how I'm he supposed to feel about that. He can laze around. Yeah. Chill so in our chat. Dane, <laughs> if you are in the chat, uh, we are okay with that. We are okay with that. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. I want to talk about this article with Viola Davis, who, if you know, was Amanda Waller in the Suicide Squad movies. Uh, she's also from uh, How, to Get Away with Mur- How to Get Away with Murder, which was uh, a very good show in the first few seasons. But she has some uh, peculiar things to say. I can't believe I managed to get that out without screwing it up uh, that I had to stop. Uh, she has some interesting things to say about the concept of escapism in film, uh, something that I actually disagree with, and I think most most of the people that if they're here uh, watching us, they probably disagree with her takeaway on this too. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Rebel Wilson getting uh, threatened basically by a news outlet in Australia, which is insane. Uh, and we are also going to talk about the show that literally no one is asking for. And that is a Reva spinoff in Star Wars because nothing else matters. Because Is uh, it Reva it, or Reva? Uh, it's not popular. Uh. That's her name. Ooh, <laughs> oh, got him. That's her name. Owned. Yes, that's ethically. It. It's Bada. That's her, I'm going to call her Bada from now on. Cool. Uh, so yes, that's, we're going. <laughs> so clever. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I'm very clever. That's uh, they tell me that. that. My parents told me I was special. Um, we got that. We got Podluck. We got a bunch of other stuff. So if you two are ready, we'll just get right into it. Are we ready, Mary? We're ready. Are we ready? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So it says Viola Davis says escapist movies and social media destroys our art form. I can literally literally feel the elitist tears spilling downward uh, as this is being spoken about. And I did change his name properly. So we're good. Um, good. (laughs) So it says Oscar winner Viola Davis says social media has undermined her art form, especially as it relates to modern theatrical movies. I I have less to say about social media in this context because I actually kind of agree with her in aspects of that. But I highly disagree with the second half of this, which is basically like your movies shouldn't be fun and entertaining. You should be lectured constantly while you're paying me money to lecture you it's like uh, these people really do come from the public education system where you pay a lot of money for a professor to tell you uh, (laughs) what a bad person all your ancestors were I don't know I feel more sympathetic to her point of view and I knew that this take would like bristle with you because you love escapist entertainment and I don't 
I will say that I understand the notion that as somebody who takes their craft very seriously and believes in the power of the messaging that film provides, I do believe in the art form wholeheartedly, <laughs> but that does not mean that I don't find this take to be utterly eye-rolling and uh, somewhat nauseating. So we'll get through it. So it says, The Fences and the First Lady actor delivered a blunt and juicy indictment of what it takes to market films nowadays. In a conversation about her content label, Juvie, at the, at the annual Produced by Conference on Saturday, Davis discussed the notion of escapism at the Cineplex and how tentpole movies can erode the nuance of storytelling. Boo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Uh, my, 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 my complaint here is... <laughs> My complaint here is more that they're talking about tentpole movies. I do not need big budget, multi-gazillion dollar movies to tell me uh, what's wrong with the world or to tell me uh, what needs to be fixed or some historical message. Can you do that? Sure. But as somebody who should be looking at um, you know, common sense, do people want to spend, especially in an economy that we're in now, where every penny needs to be accounted for and you're only going to, you know, one of the first things that goes down when the economy goes down is your ability to spend money on things you don't actually need. Do you actually need to go to the movies to live? No, you do not. Are you in this economy, if you're struggling, are you going to the movies to be lectured or are you going to the movies to forget about your life for a couple of hours? But why? Okay, this is like what bothers me is the false dichotomy between... Brainless entertainment that's just for fun and just for forgetting about your life and eating candy in in the dark mm -hmm. and then something that lectures you in a condescending way when really ideally you're supposed to have something fun and entertaining that also has a moral to the story but because we live in a society that doesn't have any morals anymore you can't make stories that yes. speak to to people's real desires you can also just have both right like if i'm in the, if i'm in the mood to see something that's escapist i'm gonna see something that's escapist and let, lets mm -hmm. me forget about what's going on if i want to see something that's more serious and based in reality i'm gonna go see that but the existence of all these you know fantasy and escapism that she's going after doesn't take away from the other side of it and i just correct, don't think all fantasy is escapist because fantasy is only entertaining insofar as like it's using your imagination and engaging you. You're not a passive observer of what you're looking at or or reading. Mm -hmm. Like fantasy used to be something that deeply like required your participation mm -hmm. to imagine what is going on. And now it's just like we're going to just spoon feed you a bunch of mind numbing CGI for hours and so that you can like not yeah. do life for exactly. the time that you're in this theater and i don't think that's a good thing i, I think uh, that coarsens our sensibilities and what we like expect out of entertainment my complaint would be that the writers working on these things are not artful or talented enough to weave it into stories uh, more intricately, meaning that, yes, you can have those. And I think that uh, a better place for stuff like that, if, if the idea here is to get as many people to the theater as possible, uh, given the divided nature of the people writing movies today, meaning that they're pushing uh, usually from one side of the aisle or the other, um, depending on where you're consuming your content, you're not going to get nuanced and creative depictions of the real world, or they're not going to ask you thought-provoking questions that actually get you to re-examine your position 
questions. They're going to bludgeon you with ideas uh, that tell you what the truth is and not asking you to examine it for yourself. So what she is talking about is a far more delicate and nuanced form of art that is not really as relevant for what they call tentpole movies, meaning the summer blockbusters, there's only a couple dozen like that every year, right? And the idea here is the studio needs to make their money back. If a movie costs $200 million to make and you start dissecting your audience into sections based on how uh, hard you push a message for each movie, then you're going to start losing out on audience very quickly, especially when advertising tends to be a far less nuanced than the story may be, meaning that the, the, the advertising for the movie will tell you it's going to be one thing, and oftentimes it's more intricate or more nuanced than that, but they can't afford to do that with advertising, and the ability to get people into the theaters requires advertising. So for me, what I'm talking about is those stories fit more to me in streaming or winter films or smaller budget films, but what she's talking about here are tentpole big, uh, big name projects. And I just don't find that the people creating these things today have the ability to do what a Star Trek used to be able to do on TV back in the day, what uh, Star Wars used to be able to do, which was develop something that was an extremely intelligently written, well, intelligently written, a very uh, fun story that also still required you to treat the characters as full-fledged people. But today, I just don't have any faith that they're able to do that. And I find it interesting because she has also participated in like uh, various blockbuster films like The Suicide Squad, like The Justice League. Actually, I don't know if she had scenes in The Justice League. But she had scenes in uh, both of the Suicide Squad movies. And the second Suicide Squad movie is a movie that I feel did a very good job of being extremely nuanced in its ability to uh, lace crude humor with uh, a heartfelt story, right? But James Gunn is not every director and not everyone will be able to create a story like that. So she's talking about the exception and not the rule. And it's okay, so we'll keep going. She says, uh, she explained that her, her tween daughter consumes big budget, uh, big commercial fare like Marvel, which Davis says she's a fan of, but every time you're in a room selling a narrative, it's about how much you can create a story that allows us to escape. It's about how much you can create a story that allows you to escape. The characters then become a Mr. Potato Head, uh, become bobbleheads. We forget who these people are until a movie comes along and blows our mind. That movie is very rare. The movie, thank you. Thank you. That movie that, that blows your mind is a very rare exception, and they still try. They still try to do this every so often, but I don't feel that it tends to work. And that's just my opinion that complaining about the escapist stuff, especially in a, in a world where the, the people watching these things have a right to have an opinion and have a right to vote with their wallet about what they're going to go see. And I think that what she's saying kind of lacks the nuance of that people vote by going and repeatedly saying, Spider-Man No Way Home is an objectively popcorn movie that has, uh, and they're putting it back in theaters. It's at $1.9 billion. Okay, Top Gun Maverick is an average, well, I would say an above average movie with a decent story about a man in time uh, who has reached the, who's past the pinnacle of his career in trying to figure out who he is uh, now that everything is changing, right? And these movies are making great money. I wouldn't call Top Gun, just because Top Gun had great blockbuster scenes like the stuff in the aircraft doesn't make it a popcorn flick. At least I don't see that movie that way. I don't think she would characterize it that way i think she's mainly referring to the marvel type yes. movies and i'm but i'm skeptical of the idea that you can vote with your dollar because uh the i think the quality of the people producing 
the movies, uh, the writers and the, the actors is lowering. And then also like the expectations of the audience are lowering the audience. I don't know if like today's audience would even be prepared to consume media that actually meant anything well spider-man no way home made a bunch of money a bunch more than the other marvel movies so there is a there is a distinct difference there that character uh resonates with more people therefore that makes one makes 1.9 billion whereas uh shang chi makes uh 500 million or 600 million is that still an insane amount of money yeah but at a budget of 250 million dollars you add 100 million 125 million dollars for the marketing, that's really not a whole lot of money. A, a billion is kind of the, the baseline <laughs> for a lot of those movies. So you do vote, like uh, Jurassic World, we talked about that this weekend. So Jurassic World Dominion was uh, uh, objectively, in my opinion, a below average movie, but is uh, utterly inoffensive to everyone who goes and sees it if all you're looking for and you know ahead of time what you're getting into by going to see that movie, right? So when they, when they make these movies that are for, low, for less money, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but if we're talking about movies that are uh, f uh, like the musicals, we talked about uh, what was the West Side Story came out. Objectively awful movie, made no money, <laughs> lost almost $100 million. People don't care to go and see, especially when they know when Steven Spielberg says stuff like, we didn't add Spanish subtitles because uh, it would be bad. What? Yes, they, they didn't what add. What does that mean? Uh, the idea was like basically like uh, if you can't read the Spanish subtitles, that's your problem and you're bad for not being able to read the Spanish subtitles. You're for bad for not <laughs> being able to speak he, a different language. Yes. He, said it would be, he said it would be a strike against inclusivity if they, d if they added Spanish subtitles because Hollywood is full of insane people. Okay. When when Hollywood's making okay. when Hollywood's making decisions like that, I look at Spider-Man No Way Home being re returning to theaters with added footage even though it already made 1.9 billion dollars. I'm looking at Jurassic World which was estimate which is on the third of its franchise and made 143 million dollars, which is barely less than the previous one and with most blockbusters law of diminishing returns applies. These movies are proving that people do not care about strong streamlined messaging in their films at least during the summer months maybe you get more discerning moviegoers because if you're going to go out in the middle of winter to go see a movie anyways maybe you're a more discerning film goer but in the summer i would posit that most of it is parents who just want their kids to shut up for a couple of hours uh and adults who just want to get out of the house and, and want to do something and i think that they need to pay attention to what the customers say because then you have then you don't have as many movies that bomb like so like a west side story bombs that is an inability to read your audience and know what they want. Uh, I mean, but that's just a bad movie. It, it I don't think it was heavy on on messaging, other than it was. I mean, how so? It's okay. Uh, we should review. It. Maybe we review it on the channel. We'll, we'll watch. <laughs> We're a little some, late. We'll, we'll, we'll watch it sometime. Uh, I so, mean, <laughs> I just I don't like the idea that um, some movies don't have messaging and others do. Like every single done. thing in media has yeah. messaging in it whether or not you realize that is the difference then it's about how how well you uh how well it's integrated into the script right uh so, okay so we'll get we'll go down here a little bit farther and she makes this more about the concept of representation meaning like uh um 
she talks about, she says, social media has taken over the define, uh, defining of this art form. I think the word escapism is something interesting. The goal of all of us is to sit in a movie with the popcorn and Sour Patch Kids and forget about our lives. But literally, it destroys our art form. It's part of your art form. It, it doesn't is. have to be all of your art form, but it's part of it. This and the Mr. Potato headline, like that just seems so dismissive to me. Yes. That, like if you're going to try to convince people that escapism is not everything you should be watching, this is not the approach to take. No. Well, listen, my, my biggest issue with most of this is they don't, uh, they, they don't um, ingratiate themselves to the average person very well, well. Viola Davis is speaking on this when if she were, you know, in charge of the types of movies mm. that we saw, I don't think she would do a great job of making stories that are meaningful or impactful in any way. Yeah. It would still be surface level. It would just be preachy. Yes. Uh, I just, I wanted to um, read a few of the comments that people left because those, those we'll, are like, we'll get to that. I, I, I do agree with part of what she says here about stores rooted stories rooted in reality, meaning that not everything needs to be sci-fi. Not everything sure. needs, no, but to not be, everything is. And that's it, what I'm saying. We but can you have can both. have, yeah, you can, there's like a false dichotomy between things that are fun and entertaining and things that are meaningful. And, and this is where she gets into it about making it about representation. She says, Davis says those kinds of prestige projects exist for seeing ourselves, our mess, but those narratives usually don't have people in it who look like us. It's a resistance uh, to our humanity, which I think is an extremely hyperbolic and over-the-top line. Uh, Hollywood has mm. never been more diverse than it is now. And Is she talking about, like, superheroes and like also just cgi like animal characters i don't know being like, like a way to just thank you mask interaction like but, uh, the, not show human interaction in film as much the comment says but those narratives usually don't have people in it who look like us it's a resistance to our humanity i don't agree i think that making a movie with people that look a, like when jordan peele makes movies with people that don't look like me that is not in that that is not a resistance to my humanity it's the story he wants to tell and that's good that's great that's what you should do okay. you should make the movies that are important to you but it does not in any way change the fact that i believe that people do vote with their wallets and they want escapist entertainment uh, is that good for but they, us? They want escapist entertainment because they have been conditioned to want to distract themselves from yes. their lives because life right now is, it like sucks. Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> so this is her I, inability to read the room. But it's like, I don't think we should be framing that as a good thing and like, uh, you know, what the people want, quote Thank unquote. Thank you. Uh, that's not what people want. They don't want to distract themselves from life. They want life to not be so hellish <laughs> that they have to distract themselves in the first place. So maybe they'd be more open to to stories that, that actually have moral messages if we had a society that like cared about those things at all or if we had storytellers that could tell them in an if they were way. capable of doing that but, but they they're are not but they are not so for the time being if they want to make their money they're going <laughs> for to for the time being yeah. we have to watch 
like, Jurassic World Dominion. Jurassic yes. World Jurassic Dominion. Dominion. Like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> Guys, me and me and Mary will never agree with this. Uh, I love <laughs> these types of movies. While knowing that, uh, though, in a lot of ways, like uh, you can watch a movie like that, and yes, it's dumb and stupid. But you, if you look at it and you actually analyze what you're watching, there's also stories of family. There's stories of uh, of uh, there's uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's character and Chris Pratt's character uh, find themselves with a child. However, ridiculous found- and convoluted the story is I found Jurassic World Dominion to be very heavy on on messaging maybe you didn't but on messaging about like science and yes. uh, wh- how far is too far and uh, I that's a core theme to I didn't the think that was a past. mindless entertainment type of movie in all aspects I mean, that's been the theme of those movies since yep. the, the yeah original. and the idea should be that it's there if you're smart enough to want to look for it wasn't it, but, but it wasn't raising a question yeah. it was giving you their conclusion and that's a problem and that's like they're not that's asking why I'm you saying it's yeah. not a popcorn movie they're just trying to slip in their own conclusions so that you accept it and unthinkingly I, I because most people who are going there don't really care about is science to decide just because you can does that mean you should but it still most people just want to watch dinosaurs bite, bite people in half yes right. but yeah. it still is informing their opinions yes. uh and you're right. unwittingly which i resent they're they're answering it rather than posing the question Right. Yeah. So you had. So you want to read some of the comments that you thought. Were well, really yeah, funny. they're pretty uh, funny. Someone said, "God forbid, we want to be entertained." Nope. We must watch whatever depressing, plotting, soul-crushing film you're in because you want to say something. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> it's the same reason why I tell my boss that I should be able to hunt our customers for sport. To do otherwise crushes our industry. Perfect. <laughs> Um, most movies have always been escapism. People go to movies to forget about their crazy lives for one and a half hours. Not everyone wants deep, thoughtful movies all the time. And that, I think the key word there is all the time. The idea is sure. that those movies have a, a place, but does the smart person bet their $250 million budget on that movie? Mm-hmm. That's my question. Do do you make do you do you take that movie to a uh, a smaller director and you let them do that on the on the fifty to well not even that's that's ridiculous on the hundred million dollar budget movie that comes out in uh, in an off month and, and put your messaging there uh, your your uh, your attempt to say something as as the person in the comment said right do you put it in that movie or do you put it in the movie that you just leveraged 250 million dollars plus 125 million dollars in advertising on to do so not every movie can do that like you said Jurassic World clumsily tried to address some of those concepts thank you whether we're talking about um, environmentalism or the destruction of the planet or science or like what was the there was the really the funny line where the guy's like science is truth and i just i just we're literally finding truth we're f- in the rocks yeah, or something i just rolled my eyes i still had fun at the movie but i, I just rolled it. my eyes i get it part. but i just i almost uh resent the subtle ways they do it more because you're just supposed to overlook it like it's more subversive that way. I think the idea is that if you're somebody who wants to look deeper, you should be able to find it, but it has to kind of be a good movie for the people who are just watching because it's not even just about looking for it, but not everybody picks things up. Not everybody uh, experiences story the same way. A lot of times I found that the things that the, the movies that I found that really spoke to me on a deeper level, I didn't catch until the third or fourth time I watched it. Uh, is that me looking farther into it than maybe I need to? 
I don't think so because I also think I'm kind of slow. So, so maybe other people picked up on it sooner than me. But I like the idea that you watch it the first time and it can entertain you purely on a base level. But then you get more from it the more you watch it. But most movies these days, and this is a problem of these escapist films too, is that they don't have a lot of rewatch value. It's not something I want to watch multiple oh, yeah. times. I haven't seen a movie in theaters I would rewatch in like a very long time. Maybe I, you would rewatch Maverick though. I will rewatch Maverick and I probably would rewatch um Sonic the Hedgehog 2 once. Maybe. Really? Maybe. <laughs> you would? Probably. Really. I don't know if I believe you. Yeah, I <laughs> I maybe Father Stew if it was on TV, but probably mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't go searching for it. Mm -hmm. So, there's some super chats. Yes. Uh, Waffles Sensei said, the patron saint of white boy summer getting sick, likely story, PCC. <laughs> we know that Saint Dane is waging a holy <laughs> war in our name to protect us from the dark forces of this world. We stand with you, Dane. He is likely standing right side by side with Chet Hanks as they battle demon <laughs> forces right this minute. <laughs> he also said, I'm actually offended by movies that are afraid to be offensive. When you go 50-50 on a movie trying not to offend anyone, you end up making it boring, bland, and unmemorable. Make movies meaningful. It was better. I, I was watching I like that. some people. I, I see a lot of people post like old modern family uh, like scenes and stuff like that. It was better when you worked harder to offend everyone rather than not offend anyone. Let's get back to that. You should make everyone a little bit angry, and I think people would be a lot more engaged. Mm -hmm. uh, Brody Pitt. Blado, Blado said, I sent some fan mail to Ian that I put tons of effort into that I know he will absolutely love D&D &D stuff. Arrived on the 11th, wasn't in final unboxing video, but you have it already. Make sure he gets it at uh, whatever your ad is on Instagram. I mean, that's cool and all, but we're not in charge of fan mail. Nope, thank you. Thank you. I also I see like comments that are reacting to things we said, but obviously like not timed the same as our conversation. So yeah. I don't know. Okay. They're saying like one one of them, Waffle Sensei said, "Based Mary, based," and I don't know what he was <laughs> saying is based. Well, you're you're pushing back on me, who's probably taking the more um, um, <laughs> yeah basic approach. Well, my line of thinking is just like all movies are trying yeah. to say something. Yeah. It's just whether or not you notice it. Yeah. Um, Caper2x said, escapism is the basis for Tinseltown. What does that mean? Uh, the idea that uh, Hollywood exists because of escapism, that movies are supposed to distract you from the real world. Mary's problem with it is that she doesn't think that they should be okay. just a distraction. Um, the ladies off. <laughs> what? Hey, <laughs> Mary has some color today. Uh, Thanks. Wait a second. I think. <laughs> Did anyone check D uh, at Dean for puncture bites? <laughs> she, she's talking about Viola Davis is off in oh. the article. Oh, oh. Um, St. Miles said, I decided to take the pass on movies with shallow stories and mindless action. Just download and viewed Downton Abbey, New Era. I actually enjoyed it. I think I'm losing my mind. <laughs> now I'm watching the original series. Downton Abbey is really good. The, the the new movie isn't doing as well as the old one, but it's a lot of years What's have passed. What's the old one? So th there was a, there was a movie. Is, uh, older than that, but there, there was a, a movie a couple years. I've never seen a single... I know nothing about Downton Abbey other than it was very popular. I've never seen a, a bit I of it. I think I remember seeing a movie in 2019. But that's it. I, I didn't know there was another one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really like the series. I've never seen it. Maybe I'll have it's to watch kind it of, someday. Maybe, maybe women like it more. It's more like 
subtle dialogue drama type stuff um f off said people who suck at their job complain about everything other than themselves movies are meant to distract us from life just like going fishing shooting or snowboarding same thing no no uh i i agree more with You're, him no than, than because you. <laughs> even let's talk about fishing shooting or snowboarding they're thing those are activities that change you as a person yes regardless they give you maybe uh team skills like physical effort is required which strengthens your body risk taking which is uh, like it builds a virtue in you of like bravery fortitude um fishing would require patience etc like i could go on your hobbies are not meant to just distract you there are things that engage you fully and a movie being something that you just sit there and like mindlessly observe like and i do that's not let me let me rephrase also that i think that marvel is particularly bad at this about the way they make their movies meaning that there are some actual good ones like captain america winter soldier which is essentially a spy slash political thriller and there's some great concepts that are talked about in these movies about uh dedication to the idea of right and wrong as opposed to dedication to the idea of the nation you serve right there's great themes there do most movies hit that mark in a way that's in, that, that manages to not feel like it's laden down? Like nowadays, th- that movie was made in, I believe, 2014. Thank, Thank you. you. That movie was made in 2014. I don't buy that they would be able to make that movie now without giving it like a weird left-right political narrative that included the word fascist 10,000 times. Fascist, 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 fascist. They'd say it 10,000 times and it would not be well made. The, always comes back to the dialogue here. I'm not talking about just being full of explosions and CGI, blah, blah, blah. You can make these movies like that like that film, which is a lot of explosions and a lot of CGI, but there is a message underlying there that does not necessarily tell you what is right and what is wrong, okay? They can be done. So I agree with you on that part that maybe the goal shouldn't be that there's none of it, but the goal should be that it allows you to make up your mind for yourself and it presents both sides of the argument where one character isn't mindlessly evil and mm-hmm. one character isn't uh, bl- uh, uh, just, just good baseline good and nothing else because that's the most boring part of it is when the, the villain is generically evil uh, and the good guy is uh, a good guy, Greg Boy Scout, who's never done anything wrong in his life. Nobody actually wants stories like that. It's why so many new characters today fail. They don't allow that. It's why people hate well, me. <clears throat> to be fair, Lord of the Rings and Star Wars have always been like that. Like yes. good and bad are very black and white yeah. in those movies. And it works well because they tell a good story around it. But the, yeah, but the story is told extremely well. And then, and then right, that but you can, you can have narratives like work around that. Yes. Uh, and, there, and then there's going to be, and even then there's going to be people that like Star Trek as opposed to Star Wars, which old Star Trek was did better about making it a nuanced argument, For right? Sure. So it's 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 just I think this comes back to uh, we're getting hung up on the word escapist, and it's more about so. just the concept of these movies. I do agree with you that first of all, there is far too much CGI in film today, mm-hmm. but in general, it it shouldn't prevent them from being able to tell a good story. So. Uh, F off said, <laughs> if you want to be grounded to reality there are these things called documentaries or reality shows disagree yes, yes to documentaries reality no to shows reality aren't show. reality Re- first of all documentaries aren't even reality yeah. because documentaries all have a preconceived narrative yeah narrative and conclusion that they're trying to push with their their representation of of real events and conversations yes. so that's not even true 
Um, sorry, F off. I usually like your takes, but that's not it. <laughs> Mary is pushing back today, ladies and gentlemen. They're not going to like it. <laughs> um, Caver2x said, Blazing Saddles will never be made today. I've never seen Blazing Saddles, but I just know that that is the common, uh, the common take is that you would never be able to see that uh, today. So. Never seen it. All right, uh, we will uh, we will eventually re uh, reignite this discussion someday when me and Mary decide to argue about semantics about uh, escapism in movies again. It's like probably my favorite thing to talk about here. Yeah. All right, so Rebel Wilson goes public with girlfriend. A journalist says their publication was going to out the star. So basically, what happened was she got interviewed for the uh, what was it called the the Sydney, Sydney Morning Herald the Sydney Morning Herald, and the idea here is that uh, they. Gave her like an ultimatum, basically, which is which doesn't make sense because if she doesn't out herself, then okay, then you get the story. But if she outs herself, you don't have your exclusive story anymore. So, what was the point of that? Would the goal be that they're like, uh, we just not only do we want to break it, we want you to be okay with us breaking. Also, it. it wasn't even like. I feel like the age of like coming out does not exist anymore, just because it's so normal that it's not even like. This is just so blown out of proportion. And I, like I said, my, my, I have, I have like dual minds about most of this. On one hand, I, I do think I, I was immediately suspicious because it was Pride Month and it felt with a new movie coming out, so I was automatically suspicious. But at the same time, if, if I'm to take everything that's said here as gospel, it's not the newspaper's job to blackmail her and make pu- private, make public what is essentially her right and her business to keep to herself. So, in, in either way, I'm more likely to hate the, the newspaper for being scummy than I am for, to hate, like, her for not wanting her private business made public. Does it annoy me when they use it for personal gain and advertising? Yes, Do you absolutely. think she's doing that and that maybe this was all planned? That, that's why, like, without knowing the answer, I have a hard time leaving it as, like, <laughs> if it is, that is a scummy thing. I thought, I thought I was cynical. Come on. Yeah. Wait, didn't we cover something that was similar to this before? I might be going crazy... But I feel like I remember. Um, in what way? Like it was somebody uh, like some kind of like a publication that was blackmailing somebody oh, for uh, to like break their story. As much as I rag on um, celebrities, I hate shitty journalists even more. I just hate this this paparazzi culture, yeah. the celebrity worship. Like I've never understood it. I've never been interested in it. Yep. Why do they have to go in and, and just get in the business of people? That's very personal stuff. That it's like. Maybe why why are we doing this? I'm reading too much into it, but like because celebrities are deified, you have to like vilify whatever you deify if what you deified is Breaks not worthy you, of it. Yeah. And nope. a, if you're if a celebrity is is being worshipped and they're not worthy of that type of attention, which none of them are, which none of them are, because they're just normal people, <laughs> you end up hating them. Yep. It makes sense because they didn't live up to the expectation that you had of them. Maybe I'm just reading too much into that, but that's. That's how I feel about I it. I found a, the that maybe the thing I find most uh, draining is the people who just love celebrity. I find it weird when like celebrity, well, when normal people like like ship other celebrities together. Like, oh my god, <laughs> this couple is everything. I'm like, dude, I, go just, outside. Women used to be able to match make in their secluded communities, so now they have to do this. Uh. Celebrities, it makes sense. Shipping ruined the world. It really did. <laughs> uh, the Sydney Mor- Morning Herald's Andrew Hornery. Uh, you know, 
that name uh, <laughs> in a column written this weekend revealed that in an, uh, in an abundance of caution, the newspaper emailed uh, Rebel Wilson's representatives on Thursday morning. And later that same day, the actress reportedly decided to go public on Instagram. In the opinion piece, Hornery called the move from Wilson, quote, a big mistake and claimed threatening to out her was not was a non-issue because sex, sexual orientation is no longer something to be hidden. I agree with him. It doesn't give but, him a right to just make her business public. Exactly. It doesn't matter if it says she likes Fruit Loops in the morning. Like, yeah. Why do you get to say that? Why you do you don't. Get to report on that? It's weird. Uh, in the reports piece, uh, in the reporter's piece uh, with his outlet, he also claimed that when the actress, now in her 40s, was previously in a relationship with businessman Jacob Bush, she happily fed such prurient interest by entertaining. Thank you. By entertaining press about pairing. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Uh, by entertaining uh, press about the pairing, following the Herald's publishing of the column, backlash has surfaced across the web with people rushing to the side of Wilson for apparently being pressured to discuss a private matter publicly. That is as far as I will go to defend her. Otherwise, these people live by the sword and they die by the sword, meaning that they, they do not exist without the press. The press does not, uh, you know, depending on your your area of expertise an entertainment journalist does not exist without them. We fall into that category in a lot of, in a lot of ways, but we're not asking for exclusives from these people. We're just analyzing what's going on uh, as they relate to the media. I mean, it's fine to inquire for a story, but yep. if you're trying to blackmail someone, is not, is that not illegal? It should be. I, isn't that illegal? The, Am well, I crazy? I'm not the legal expert here, but we we would need uh we would need to like have somebody talk about uh, like a, like a legal expert come on here and tell us like uh you know first amendment protections are very vast and wide like and i think that's that's why the uh, so many journalists get away with so much in the this way, country yeah. but i would also rather have that than a censored press see, so i'm very worried about i see uh the main uh threat to freedom of speech right now is more compelled speech than censorship i mean they're both really bad right now but mm. the compelled speech thing is becoming more and more common it's one thing for your post to be deleted by by facebook or some amorphous social media company it's another thing where society as a whole pressures where you. real people are are personally threatening you yep. to say something it's it's e it's easy to be angry and it makes sense to be angry at the industry at at entertainment uh, reporters at a newspaper at a at a company it's a lot more uh, to me heartbreaking that you have to be angry at individual people that are compelling you to say something mm -hmm. So it says the Australian performer has also shared that she feels she is an equal partnership in a healthy relationship. Now, this is purportedly different from what she experienced in the past when she was putting up with things she shouldn't have. The Pitch Perfect alum still showed love for her exes, saying they're great, but her new partner, it seems like a balance to the partnership that's really clicking for her. That's fine and good. I just, I, I wonder if like, to me, this is one of those things where like I said, I think that she has used these rumors in the past to, to fuel, uh, you know, whether it's to increase your public profile and make you more attractive to people looking to give you roles. She's already spoken out about how losing weight affected her ability to get roles in movies because she was typecast as like the overweight girl. Yeah, I films. was I was less sympathetic to that because if you rise to fame looking one way. Uh, that's how people are always going to perceive you the way that they first saw you. But what's interesting about that is like it used to be something to praise when somebody lost a, a bunch of weight and changed their life. And now uh, between the people who tell her that she's bad because she's no longer a role model 
uh, I feel like I have at least the, the slightest bit of sympathy. Who was? <laughs> I, that's the thing. Like, who was calling Rebel Wilson a role model or Adele or any of these people? Yeah. Uh, so it says the, I, I just want to go on about so basically they, they this guy uh, what, what was his name again it was um, Andrew Hornery they suspended this guy for his article for 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 the, okay. the emails so it says uh, we'll go down here uh, in response to the subsequent uh, let's say Hornery went on to criticize Wilson saying that instead she, it, we'll read this from the top. Okay, so the social media post was met with an outpouring of well wishes. They're talking about her coming out. Uh, But it was later revealed by the Sydney Morning Herald that the paper knew about the relationship before Wilson went public in a private Sydney column posted on Saturday and since removed. The SMH's Andrew Hornery wrote, It was with an abundance of caution and respect that this media outlet emailed Rebel Wilson's representatives on Thursday morning, giving her two days to comment on her new relationship with L.A. leisure wear designer Ramona Argruma before publishing a single word. So if you're looking at it from their perspective, they're like, look, we have this information. Would you like to leave a comment? That sounds fairly benign. But then when you look at it from her perspective, it's we have this information, leave a comment or else. Well, but it's not, you know, leave a comment. And if you don't, then we won't publish it. It's we're going to publish it regardless. So so the question is, does she have a, if she did not volunteer this information to them, do they owe her that the do they owe her pulling the story at all? Morally, well, where did I would they say. where did they get the information in I do the not first know. place? I do not know. Because if she was just in public in public spaces with this person uh, and paparazzi happened to see that, that's still publicly available information. They, yeah. Like, so do they owe her? Like, do you believe that they owe her to pull the story if she requests it because it's private information? I don't if it's if they found it out in a public way then it's not private. Yeah. And so I don't think that they shouldn't have published it. But on a moral level you believe Ethically, that Ethically I think yeah. That if she requested look please don't run the story. Absolutely. It would yeah. Uh I tend to fall closer on that side that like if she asked respectfully to do so then then to do so. Also you have to put into like is this really the biggest story in the world? Like it's not like they're breaking some yeah. big scandal. She's saying like look this is my private life. This isn't something that I did to someone else. This isn't some crazy story about something that happened. It's just something about me. I think that they owed it to her. Sure. To, I mean, to us, it's not a huge story, but to her, it might be. Yeah, exactly. And, and like I said, uh, I am, uh, I also, but I also still have questions. Like, look, it happened during Pride Month, which is like a very opportune mm. time. And it happened around the time that a new movie is coming out. So I do wonder, knowing that these people use media the way they do as a means of promoting themselves, if it's not all a huge kerfuffle that's meant to bring up us talking that's literally designed for to get us to do exactly what we're doing which is talk about it right now right yeah well, which does reek of like some kind of pr stunt exactly i'm not really sure also i just pulled up uh andrew hornery's twitter and it says that his account is restricted i i'm sure he's getting hate mail he's from people canceled. maybe he's being like mass reported or something probably but he got right ra- like ratioed really bad because he posted his article f- that he ended up like publishing mm-hmm. and he's he's getting destroyed in the quote tweets right now so it says in a subsequent twitter post by 10 news journalist katie doke i wonder if she's related to dr doke from the golden eye video game no 
Nobody? Nobody. Uh, said it wasn't Wilson's choice to come out and that the actress wrote it was a very hard situation but trying to handle it with grace. Sydney Morning Herald editor Bevan Shields defended the paper's actions, writing on Sunday, like other mastheads do every day, we simply ask questions and as a standard practice include a deadline for response. I have made no decision about whether or what to publish and and the Herald's decision about what to do would have been informed by any response, Wilson supplied. Hornery in a piece published Monday afternoon local time entitled I made a mistake I made mistakes over rebel Wilson and will learn from them he is getting ready to bow down to the altar uh, of angry internet culture Uh, uh, we mishandled steps uh, in our approach he continued it is not the herald's business to out people and that is not what we set out to do but I understand why my email has been has been seen as a threat the framing of it was a mistake. Uh, this goes back to, was, I don't know if this was you that I was talking to yesterday about just how insufficient and inadequate in, like the ability to communicate online actually is, meaning that the, ability to, the, the inability to understand tonal context and what you mean by saying something just by with the lack of eye contact, facial expressions, and mm-hmm. tone of your voice makes any type of communication liable to be something that's deconstructed by whoever's reading it so not, not she only took that it, the way it that also she... is like changing how we do face-to-face interaction yes. we like speak in a text way yep. oh my biggest complaint is people who talk like they're on twitter in real life <laughs> i'm like dude it's that's not how actual human yeah. beings talk in the real world Sorry. i mean i think this this reaction might have been a little over dramatic yeah. from like the replies i'm looking at right now Someone said, maybe you should have sent the note using letters cut from magazines or included a relative's severed finger. (laughs) Like, it's really not that serious. It was never that serious. The guy just doesn't know how to write an email in the correct way. 15 years ago, this would have been a lot bigger deal now yeah it's no like, one even comes out anymore like what does that even mean like that was yeah, a thing for maybe like 10 years or something earlier earlier um somebody posted like a, a picture from like one of the the pride events and it was like christina aguilera performing uh remember and i yeah, was like i didn't even know i remember yeah, it was not it was, gonna forget that one not gonna forget to. that picture don't go <laughs> look it up but it was like i was like i didn't even know she was lgbtqia and and you're like i don't think she is and like oh And then at that point, it's just like, well, who even cared or asked? Yeah, nobody cares. It's like the uh, like no normal people are too busy. If normal people are too busy to go watch movies with heavy messaging, they certainly don't give a crap who you sleep with. They they just someone else said, "Hey, journalist, learn to code." How do you feel about former journalists invading the coding world? As long as they learn properly and can do the job, that's great. I don't think they can. Well, probably not, but you know, you got (laughs) to give them a shot. They will have, they'll write hit pieces on the code. I'm not going to go easy on them. They're going to write hit pieces on you when you. It's time um, for coding boot camp. They're going to have to get their own sub stacks. And then once they get a sub stack, they'll write hit pieces on coders. (laughs) Now, some of these replies, they're just making me like completely for the Sydney Morning Herald. Like, they're just being so... What are they saying? ...overdramatic. Someone said, threatening to out a person is an act of emotional violence. Like, emotional violence is... I love it. That's... I love it. That doesn't make any sense. There was a... (laughs) This is a slightly off topic. There was, like, an article I found today where it asked... um, if Clint Barton in, in the Marvel movies was emotionally cheating 
on his wife by having like a close relationship with Natasha because they're like really good friends in the movies. And then like he, she sacrifices herself. It's like these people who have never actually struggled or faced any adversity in their this life. This is like when you have a dream about yeah. a different girl and your girlfriend is like, you did what now? You did what? <laughs> You're che uh, mind cheating, right? Mind cheating. Yes. That's exactly emotional what violence is just those words don't don't go together and then someone replied to that it's violent period actual violence yep that's the world we live in now where it compromises their safety burn down like i don't think that rebel wilson in australia was in any danger my, because people found out that she had a girlfriend the my favorite thing in the world now is the is the hyperbolic nature of like of like uh threatening your safety when they say something and i'm just like i'm like from who like they say that about everything. They're like it, it causes like uh, like when Dave Chappelle insults a bunch of people. They're like like he risked their safety. I'm like how, how, how? in what way? Nobody can ever give you a straight answer. There's like he just at did. this point silence is violence. Words are violence. Um, pretty much anything but actual violence is violence. And violence is only violence. And if violence, you're, yeah. And real <laughs> violence is justified. Violence so. is only violence if. Power plus privilege is involved in yeah. the violence. Yep. So, uh, my favorite was the. Um, <laughs> did you guys ever see the thing about the like when when in Minneapolis when the riots were going on and it says mostly peaceful protests and it's a, it's the reporter like this and there's literally a, a building burning down behind him. Oh, we're uh, we're getting spicy. Yes, we're, we're getting, getting, we're getting spicy. spicy. All right, back uh, back to it. There were some super chats in there. Uh, let me look. Oh, uh, F, F off, off said Mary thinks too <laughs> deep on simple subjects. Movies are a hobby. You go because people want to do something fun that will distract them. The same endorphins are released doing other activities. I, I think there's something to be said about the well, concept F that... Off, I think that you are simplifying deep subjects. <laughs> Maybe. Fight. Or fight, both. Fight. Fight. Okay, no. Uh, I, I think that uh, the general idea here is that like uh, the, uh, the film nerd who goes to a movie will look for something different than the mom bringing two kids who's just going there to distract the kids and do something on a Saturday afternoon. Is it possible that different humans have different experiences? That is... they view the same movie? Is that, that is possible? Yes. I'm just throwing this idea out here. It absolutely... If there's people that like The Last Jedi, then yes. Exactly. That, I, I knew you'd appreciate that one. That, that wouldn't have been my go-to example, but I, yeah, I knew you'd appreciate that one. All I'm saying is that movies and entertainment and, and all hobbies are supposed to edify you not just distract you. Mm. That's just a fact. Mm. Debatable. Do you think Star Wars edifies you? I think there was some deeper meaning. But I mean, any good fantasy still is meant to leave you with some kind of moral or message yes. or something Absolutely. like That's that. That's why I'm saying it's, it's an edifying activity to watch this movie or read this book. Do you think that's the main purpose, though? Yes. Hmm, interesting. I don't know if I believe that it's the main purpose. I, I would believe that it would be a hopeful byproduct, not necessarily the main purpose for, mo for most people. I mean, I when I people hear the word edify, they just think harangued. And that's not what things used to be You're using a lot of like. words I don't even know, so. I know, <laughs> like, let me refer, let me like I beaten with messaging. That's what I mean. Like, that's what, there. that is where people their minds start to go, but that's not how it used to be. Let me rephrase that. I think that the filmmaker wants that. 
I think that the average that, that the the filmmaker hopes that a portion of the audience will care enough to look that deeply, but that the average audience isn't that group. It's like when we talk about art artists who make art for artists as opposed to artists who make art for consumers. Uh, I think that the filmmaker deep down wants it the wants the audience to connect on a deeper level. I don't know if I believe that most people in the audience actually want that entirely. I don't know. So this is making me think of like Charlie Chaplin and like silent movies. He yes, he was a comedian and he did like physical comedy and stuff like that. But he also made movies like silent movies that without words actually had like really deep messages and morals involved. Like uh, I watched The Kid and loved it. And that's just something that our culture like used to. used to have like stories like that that had humor and meaningful messages okay here's an idea uh it would be cool to go look through a list of like blockbuster movies from like the last 20 years uh and we watch them and review them and look for deeper and, and see if we can uh pull out a see deeper message we'll see it well yeah like i i there, i can think of some off the top of my head that i could definitely do that with but would you be interested chat people if uh, for us to maybe look through and review some movies and see if we can find deeper meaning and then figure out whether that is us reading too much into it or if we actually think that that's what the filmmaker intended for us to find yeah and it's not always their intention because people can't make something that doesn't mean something. I don't think it's possible to make something meaningless, even if the meaning is unintentionally there. I agree. All right, we're gonna. T- uh, Andrew's gonna get very angry here in about yes, ten this seconds. This is the real reason. I'm Let's go. Uh, <laughs> are you ready, Andrew? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. We so love making our guests angry and upset. <laughs> we, we do. Uh, so apparently, after four episodes in which the character of Riva impressed nobody and did nothing impressive on screen and was utterly Forgettable. They have decided that that is the perfect time to introduce a Riva spinoff series, or so this rumor tells us. They chose right? such a horrible picture for this headline. It's uh, where she just looks like the most bland character ever. She always actually that bottom picture is a little bit better. That though it's really dark here. The this one here that's like yeah. the most. Fa- that's like literally the most expression I, can I was going to say. She doesn't have too many other facial facial expressions. Um, yeah, I think that's all you got. All right, look before Disney. Not to hate Disney. Starts to starts their initial campaign where they try to attempt to cast off any criticism of anything as some type of racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, uh, Islamophobia, whatever phobia they think you have. I want somebody who is, uh, if you consider yourself neutral, to watch these four episodes and tell me if they honestly believe that the performance given in this show by this character, by this actress, is actually something that was special enough to warrant the type of attention that a concept like the, of giving her her own show actually makes sense. Does it actually make sense that a character that is of objectively astroturfed entirely by sites like Screen Rant or CBR, there's no actual excitement behind this character? Is this the actress's fault? Maybe. Is it the writer's fault? Absolutely. It does not equate nothing here equates to actually giving her her own spin-off that's the definition of astroturfed and manufactured even if that's not the case the show is called obi-wan kenobi <laughs> yes people are watching it to see obi-wan kenobi big surprise and darth vader they're not watching it to see a new character and then suddenly decide oh i want to see way more of this and no more obi-wan it should have been called kenobi and friends yes that's what they should have <laughs> called it apparently. a new rumor 
And guys, this is a rumor. It that would says, match the tone as well. I know, right? A new rumor claims that rapping her time as the main character of... They just admit it. They just come right out and say it. <laughs> okay, th this is uh, bounding into comics, which is means that this was definitely a shot taken at the which show. Which is, of course, why they chose that image for the cover. Yes. <laughs> uh, a new rumor claims that after wrapping her time as the main character of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the third sister of the Imperial Inquisitors, otherwise known as Reva, will headline her own spin-off series on Disney+. Plus. Nobody will watch it, and it will be astroturfed into oblivion. Uh, we're... <laughs> Word of a potential spinoff for Moses Ingram's Reva was first uttered by entertainment news outlet Screen Geek, who on April 9th exclusive reported that uh, on an April 9th exclusive reported that according to their sources, a Reva spinoff series starring Moses Ingram is in development for Disney Plus. I need to add. Okay. <laughs> I want them to point to me to a single scene. Like, I want them to... When you see... Right, friends, I'm the like, one who's supposed to be mad. <laughs> I, want, I want them to, sh to point me to the scene. Like, the, there's got to be at least one scene that they can point to where they're like, this, That's this it. was the scene where we knew that she was more than just a sideline character in an Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Can anybody actually... It was when she said, let's make those tears real. Yeah. Oh. Do you like pain, Leia? <laughs> well, obviously, we're, we're going to get, we're gonna get that, that beautiful scene. You are seizing right now. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, we're going to get that scene in one of the last two episodes remaining. I it's going to be beautiful. You're going to cry. I want a spinoff just about them filming that interrogation scene. Where she says that line and doesn't throw up <laughs> from like that, and that's not her fault. That's just no. crappy writing. Let's it's, it doesn't even sound like Star Wars. It, it, let's make those tears re no nobody yeah, actually. She was, okay, she was casted after the script was written, right? I would assume so. Not sure, and she knew what she was getting into. So it says, <laughs> unfortunately, outside its supposed existence, Screen Geeks admitted that they were unable to get any plot details regarding the spinoff. A lack of information, which they particularly noted, left unclear. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, was whether the series will be set on or after Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, so we also do we should we share with them the the spoilers? I think we have to talk about it a little bit. Okay. So we're going to talk about potential leaks unverified about the conclusion of the Obi Wan. Do you, wanna, do you want to talk this one through? Sure. Wanna, so okay. if you're worried about being spoiled, again, potentially this I, is unconfirmed, then mute for a little while. And maybe just actually go in and see a doctor if you care <laughs> about what happens in this show. You may be suffering from a condition. I'm just saying. All okay. Right. So that being said, um, so I'm not going to go through all of this, but what it boils down to in relation to Reva is that towards the end of the show, she kind of comes around and, and basically she's hunting down Luke Skywalker realizes that she can't bring herself to kill him and then she because they can't make her the bad guy of course so she mm. goes back to vader independent women she don't need no man <laughs> she goes Vader's back, the bad she guy. goes back to vader she lies to him <laughs> she says that she killed obi-wan kenobi darth vader finally realizes that she's a failure and was lying to her and kills her so if that's true if they're going to do a spin-off series it clearly has to take place before, before. this show there, there could be, like, uh, like we don't know much about the origins other than that scene at the very beginning, right, uh, of episode one. And even that is conjecture. So um, we've talked about this in the separate reviews, but there's a scene at the very start of the show that shows younglings in the Jedi Temple running mm. away from Order 66. The theory is that one of those children is Reva. Yes. So she escaped from mm -hmm. that. So maybe we'll see some, you know, more about that side of the story. If I don't see a bunch of little crap heads at 
think at Halloween this year, dressed up as Reva, I'm calling BS. We talked about uh, Mary's. You got a brother who actually likes this show. Yeah. Right. I can't imagine why, but he does. But he does. Okay. So I I, I admit that there's a generational gap in a lot of this stuff. Like right. like Miss Marvel. It's not for me. I understand that there's probably kids that like it. If I don't see a whole flock of Rava cosplay. <laughs> and I think uh, you need only look at the, the toy stores that have had aisles I know, right? full I, I mean, of sequel trilogy so toys that did not sell. We're so far out from when Star Wars originally came out and like the original movies were important to kids that yeah. like my my brother who I'm talking about is already 18 and his first introduction to Star Wars was Clone Wars which is already like not it was tangentially Expanded. related I yeah mean, to be fair I'm not that old I feel it but I'm not that old <laughs> and I still go back to the originals so sure of it's course, just I wasn't like alive if your at the first time, impression of it is that then you're not going to be invested in it enough to see why, like, plot discrepancies or character... They won't care as much. ...discrepancies right, right. would matter. And and to be fair, like, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings do kind of inhabit those very, very vocal, very, very passionate fans that care a lot about canon, that care a lot about story, that care... You know, that... Uh, the it's things me. That, yeah, no, and, that, and to me and you, that's a good thing. But to Disney, they don't care. They right. don't care, and they never will care. And in something like this, I have to ask if this is something that anybody... Do you think this is part of the manufacturing? Like, I don't understand where this comes from, and it's the same thing with Andor, where it's a spinoff of a character from a spinoff, and I'm just like... And manufactured fanfare. These people are not real. These tweets are not it's real. dead so internet. Here's my theory, okay? Dead internet. The, the yeah. Ex the excitement about Reva and the Obi-Wan Kenobi series was manufactured by Disney, okay? Because this God all, forbid... This is all conjecture, hypothetical. And then someone else at Disney who was unaware of that saw all of it and was like, whoa, we have to make a show about her. People love her. Yeah. It's going to be great. This, this reminds me, there was, a, there was a phase that DC had where anytime a character got a little bit of traction, they're like, we're going to make a spinoff movie and a spinoff series. Right. And it would when, never actually happen. When Morbius memes take off. Uh, when know? Morbius memes take off. And then the, there was, an, we covered an article the other day where they tried to do it a third. They, they tried to trick it's Sony Morbin a third. It's Morbin time. Again! Third, <laughs> it's, yes, it's, it's Morbin times three. Um, <laughs> so it, this, this can't be real. Like this, it, it has to be manufactured. And to me, I just say, it's still not even her show. It's supposed to be about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Didn't we joke about this happening in yeah. our reviews? Yes. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was like, they'll, yeah. they'll probably give her a spin. Uh, <laughs> so it's a, let's go back to some of these from the, uh, from the, this one says, so the show has an 87% tomato meter from critics, of course, 54% from audiences because audiences know that, uh, that this is horrible. And it's still not like, like I said, he's not on screen that much. No. It ends up being her and, uh, uh, who's the other one? Tal is on screen a lot. Tal, and, not as well. It seems and, to be like Rava, Leia, and Obi-Wan and, share about the same amount of screen time. In, uh, in, and they do this with a lot of these shows because uh, I don't know if it's... My, my cynical side that says they're like, we can't have like straight white male leads anymore because that's you know problematic. I don't know if that's true. I can't substantiate that. I don't even want to look at it that way. Exactly. But the, the idea is that it, can't, it can be anything but the original trilogy because they don't want the original trilogy to succeed. They want to use the name of the original trilogy but they don't of want course. to actually use the original trilogy characters in a way that honors them or respects them. So some of these comments are really funny. It says, uh, a spinoff of a lazily written character? No, I'm good. 
where can we shoehorn another's, uh, what is, uh, oh, is it CL Force? I don't know what that is. Say that again? Uh, it says, where can we shoehorn another CL Force user that won't fit into the Star Wars lore timeline? Is CL... Uh, I actually don't know what that is. I don't is. know what that is. Uh, so it says, <laughs> we get this, but not a Vader series. How do you not do a Vader That's series? exactly what I said last, uh, last review we did. It, it, it says, uh, oh God, no, and also good job spo- spoiling Obi-Wan, since now we know Reva lives until the end. We don't know that for sure. And then somebody else points out, it says, sure, in that Ryan Johnson trilogy is right around the corner. <laughs> it does feel like it's literally being done out of spite by Lucasfilm, LTD. Like, it's not actually going to get made. It's just them being spiteful of the fact that they think people don't like her. Don't make us do it. We'll do it yeah, to you. Uh, that, that's what it feels like to me. Every t- Well, that's what I think of anytime Kathleen Kennedy does anything. Yeah. Um, uh, what if the... What, okay, it says, what if it's a new character uh, and a new show, then uh, will I watch... Uh, I can't actually read. That doesn't look like real language i can't spin uh this is literally what it should have been in the first place i'm i'm really interested in watching her own show that's what it should have been in the first place there's no reason for her to be so prominent in obi-wan where all we want and expected was to see him invader so he's right about that i don't believe him in the first i thought this was going to become satire yeah (laughs) what would i was waiting for the what would have been the context to have that in the first place because nobody would know who she is because she's new to the like Seriously, why would that have been what it was in the first place? Well, it wouldn't be called Obi-Wan Kenobi, but you could do a show about the Jedi Hunters. She's definitely the most interesting Inquisitor, in my opinion, (laughs) so this could be cool to see. I want to know what makes her interesting. These people aren't real. They're not real. What Like, Sung Kang's, like, the uh, character as the, the other Inquisitor who looks way cooler and talks way cooler... Is infinitely more interesting. Well, he also has screen time in the the show Rebels, which I haven't seen personally. So why not? So make or how about this? Make a show about the Inquisitors. Could well, you that's do that? what I mean. That's yeah, I think idea. I think you could. Yeah, no, like about all of them. Sure, like, yeah. but then you wouldn't have the name Kenobi in the title. Well, I'm saying but like, now they're not going to for this <laughs> spinoff either. So how's that going to work out? Oh, here's the here's the scene where she's. It's so bad. Uh, maybe they should do a scene where she learns how to use the lightsaber. That's what they should. That, there should mm. be a whole show with her learning how to use a lightsaber. So maybe they should have shot that one first. Is there a way that they could actually make it? How about this? Is there a way they could actually make it interesting to you and actually have it be fun? This spinoff show? Yes. Is that possible? <sighs> I mean, with a different actress. If you make DeWanda it, Wise. Dewanda Wise. Wise. Guys, just just a little retcon here, guys. Just just. Just get rid of Moses Ingram. I'm no no hatred on Moses Ingram. She's probably got a fantastic career coming, doing something else, just not this. And hire Dewanda Wise from Jurassic World Dominion and give the show to her. I will watch it. I I'll watch it too. And we didn't talk about this in the reviews, but Moses Ingram in uh, Queen's Gambit is really really good. I've never seen Queen's Gambit. Yeah, really, she's she, fantastic. In that. So she, she she's but a it's talent? a role that suits her. What, what does she do in that? She's like uh, they like play chess and stuff. They right? play chess. And that stuff. feels she's, like. <laughs> So she's one of the lead character's friends, but but she's she does very well. So she can act. It's just that she's miscast. That's a, it, yes. that's not like a myth. That's not like something people just say. There is such a thing as miscasting people for roles. For sure. And she is just miscasting this role. Hire Dewanda DeWise. She is fantastic. She would be great for mm-hmm. this. So that's that's how you fix it. You you change the actress and you make the show. And then even then, most people are going to be like, "This is still not real. Nobody actually wants to see this." I'm sorry. Yep. So, all right. Uh, let's go on and let's do. We uh, got super chat. Oh, stuff. let's go. Go for it. Alan Rogers said, "Gotta be careful to make sure we're not just looking for messages we approve of and branding everything else as mindless media." I think I'm just like very contrarian today, like and every day, but today especially because I feel like 
I don't know. We should be looking for messages we approve of. I didn't realize this was such a contentious topic. I like it. I, it became that way. It wasn't <laughs> at first, but like I, yes, I will look for messages I approve of. Yes, I will. I like that we're having the discussion. Like, it would be very easy for this to be one thing where like everybody just agrees. Like, yeah, this is stupid, but we don't. We don't all agree on it, and that's fine. That's that's <laughs> the beauty of doing this. Um, I F I D. <laughs> said rock music ruined by guitars viola probably <laughs> see i thought that uh name dash or name uh comma probably was going to become a bigger thing on the internet because that was like what everybody was doing around like uh election time was like uh, it's like so-and-so dash and then probably and it's something they clearly never said mm -hmm. but it sounds it sounds about right all right, keep Waffle going. Sensei said the theory on Disney manufacturing the Moses Ingram hate campaign has never been more obvious. They 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 refuse to acknowledge the fact that people love uh uh um what's his name uh, Billy D Williams as uh, Lando Calrissian. They refuse to admit that people love James Earl Jones, albeit not being physically on screen as Darth Vader. They just want... To Mace Windu? I mean, come on. Exactly. They, they just want you to be angry, and they want you to complain because they know that they can use it as cover for their products when they eventually don't do well because right. they know that nobody actually resonates with these characters. These characters don't actually resonate with anyone. Mm -hmm. Caper2x said, hey, what about an equal footing review for Orville Season 3 and the new Star Trek Strange New Worlds? They're good. Uh, we're going to first. We're going to review. Um, I'm, I'm I'm making Mary watch a movie called Hustle on Netflix. I give it my highest recommendation, but we're going to talk about it more in depth on the show once Mary sees it. I want to get her opinion on it. Yeah. Um, I want to do a sports movie. Like I would love to just review sports movies. I love sports <laughs> movies because it's the Blind Side. <laughs> uh, I've never seen. <laughs> I love I I love sports movies because it tends to be a more. Uh, um, basic storytelling approach where it's about person has to overcome something team has to overcome something and then they either overcome it or they don't and i i love the simplicity of it might, might be my least watched genre genre yeah. yeah it happens that's all right <laughs> all right let's move on and but possibly maybe maybe we could do uh, a review of the orville we'll, we'll look into it we'll have to find something that everybody wants to watch and review so let's go do podlock we've got oh we also had this the is upcoming. a good podlock today yes we did you want to start with uh, Dustin Bieber? We I, I felt weird covering this because it's there's not really much to say other than he got sick. Other than haha, -ha, funny Justin Bieber suffering. I don't feel that way, but <laughs> no. everybody else feels that way. Uh, there's a lot of people. Only Mary. Uh, <laughs> I I said to Mary earlier. I said I find him to be one of the more authentic and honest people. Or I can, is honest the word that I? It's like he feels more sincere. Sure. He yeah. feels more sincere than your average celebrity. Yeah. Whether that's true or not, I can't honestly say, but I don't want to see anyone get um, sick, but he's got a rare can condition. Can we show the video where he's... I think we can We can play the video here. Uh, we'll turn the audio on, guys. So first of all, he's got a condition. It's called Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, which is a form of facial paralysis. And uh, this was a, a big deal because people were asking uh you know fair questions about what caused this just a couple months after his wife had the was it a stroke or uh yeah i think she had a stroke. she had a stroke so let's let's watch it here hey everyone um justin here uh i wanted to update you guys on what's been going on um obviously as you can probably see from my face um I have uh, 
this syndrome called uh, um, Ramsey Hunt syndrome. It's most noticeable when it's blinking. It is from yeah, and like looking in different directions. Virus that um, attacks the nerve in my his ear. one eye moves slower than yeah. the other facial one. Nerves and has caused my face to have paralysis. As you can see, this eye is not blinking. I can't smile on this side of my face. This nostril will not move. So there's full paralysis in this side of my face. So for those who are frustrated by my cancellations of the next shows, um, I'm just physically, obviously not... <laughs> capable of doing yeah so i I don't know like is this uh uh, like people were asking fair questions like what what caused this i don't uh i I dare not speculate for uh for whatever reason is he saying like chicken pox okay yeah so we'll talk about it so it says uh uh he explains it he demonstrates what happens he calls it he tells them what it is it's called ramsey hunt syndrome type 2 which occurs when chicken pox and shingles virus reactivates in adults, specifically affecting facial... Thank you. Thank you. Specifically affecting facial nerves and causing a full half of your face to freeze up. Uh, I mean, it's similar to Bell's palsy in that I was going to say, so I've actually had Bell's palsy. Oh, you have? Indeed. When I was in high school. Which oh, okay. It, I, um, it lasted for about three weeks. About pretty much the same symptoms we see here where like half your face is just numb and unusable. What? Yeah, it's miserable. Yeah. How, you realize how wait, much you can't do. How do you do. know when it... Will stop because you can use you just, your face again. Like I had to drink out of a straw for random? three weeks because if you try to drink out of a glass, it water spills out half of your face. And it can be permanent for some so, people. I, yes, I know Jim Ross, I, um, the professional well, wrestling announcer, had it uh, on side of his face. I never found out what the cause of it was. For me, it's often attributed to Lyme disease as a as a side effect. And he had which I Lyme disease, so right? Maybe it's sure. he did. Yeah, I mean, he still does. I believe. Um, that's what he was saying in a, in a video I was looking at earlier from 2020. Yeah. He said that he tours w- in a specific way that he can like rest because he has Lyme disease. So it says uh, it occurs when chicken pox and shingles virus reactivates in adults, specifically affecting facial nerves and causing a full half of your face to freeze up. In the case you needed something else to be freaked out by today. That's not very nice. Article. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> AV Club wrote this. Uh, that the so AV Club is... in AV Club is usually one of the most pretentious. Like <laughs> some of them, some of these publications allow uh, their journalists to like use curse words, like uncensored curse words. Well, how about the fact that like they that. use the word "uh"? Yeah, in like a they, which they is, do that a lot. Which is, is like it's why? Because it's meant to be snarky. But let's I be understand. fair. Like I used the word "hella" on TimCast.com and got away with it. And got away. With got it. away with it. Mary is a Mary is a, a ninja. Mm-hmm. She was able to sneak it in there. No one even knew. In the beginning, Beaver talks straight to the camera, revealing clearly the muscles on the right side of his face appear to be functionally immobile. Uh, basically, the, what they're saying is it will go back to normal for him. He will regain use of his, his facial muscles. Uh, in in due time, says it will go back to normal. Bieber said in the video, which has been viewed by 15 million people. Like, who are we to criticize him if 15 people are watching him make videos about uh, stuff on Instagram? We got nothing. Yeah. Uh, it will take time, and we don't know how much time that's going to be, but it's going to be okay. And I have hope. I trust God, and I trust that all that this all uh, is for a reason. I'm not sure what that is right now, but in the meantime, I'm going to rest. Uh, so it said uh, he had COVID. Um, I believe at one point and then his wife had the she had was it um a 
not a tumor. Uh, she had stroke. She had stroke. A stroke. And that was just a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're they're not doing well right now. So he's postponing shows and people were pissed about it. So a lot of people were making comments that could have been due to something that was both safe and effective. Well, I, I don't. Even, I mean, I, I don't I, know I if that's true. People, I see a lot of people saying, you know, this sort of thing doesn't happen to young people. I mean, I was like 14 when I had yeah. my face randomly go numb. Is it, so it, was it, is it completely thing. random? As far as I know, we never found anything. And then they just told you like, oh, just wait for it to stop. Pretty much, which like, like as, a, so as a kid, weird. you're what like, do you what? Mean? Yeah, like I'll oh, just wait a few weeks. You'll be fine. What? Which, it turned out I was, but you know, but they're just so guessing. Weird. <laughs> right, they're like, right. I hope. Yeah, uh, probably. Like if you die, whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it just like comes randomly and then yeah. then leaves you randomly. Yeah. Like that's scary. And it's like for him, his profession literally requires him to be very, very articulate, and he has to have uh-huh. like uh, the use of his facial muscles is paramount to what he does for a living. Right. You can't so, even lip sync with this. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. It's a, do you uh, do you agree with me that he seems more like real estate? Like, does he feel I more always... genuine than than your average celebrity? Yeah. Maybe it's because he's also like unapologetically religious. Um. Like he, like you know, like he talks a lot yeah. about, uh, like maybe, and that's like you get pushed back from that in that industry. I always well. thought that he had um, some kind of like sincerity. Yeah. You can tell if if it's something that people don't like them for. Yeah, that that it's real sincerity versus like something contrived. When when he was going through his his phase, like I I was working for a medical supply company driving so I do, I was forced to listen to a lot of talk radio at this time. And uh because like even your even your music list will get boring when you drive like 12 hours a day, 5 days a week. And um I just remember like everybody was reporting on him doing all this awful stuff and I remember when someone was like he peed in a mop bucket. I'm like, "Oh, he'll, <laughs> he'll be fine. He'll grow out of it." Who doesn't pee in a mop bucket when they're 21 years old at a restaurant? <laughs> Like I'm sure he, pa- I'm sure he paid for a new one. I'm sure. So uh, yeah, I tend to give more leeway to these celebrities who got into the spotlight maybe too young. Yeah. You know? Yep. And that that absolutely happened to him. So, all right. So also, by the way, guys, they are banning Lightyear in Saudi Arabia um, because there's um, kissing that's between two girls in this movie because it's 2022 and people complain about living in America when realistically they don't realize just how good they have it here. Uh, whereas this movie, I don't from, know. I'm, I'm about to move to Saudi Arabia. Of course you are. Of course you are. <laughs> uh, d- d- oh God. Uh, light years, the latest film from the studio to be banned in various middle Eastern countries, including Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. The Hollywood reporters learned sources tell THR that the decision is linked to the inclusive, the inclusion of a same sex kiss in Pixar's Toy Story prequel, the spinoff, uh, uh, which I had a very hard time explaining to Andrew. Hey, earlier. whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold um, on. This so, is so simple. Are we going and here? He are we going here? Yes, going we here. are. So basically, yes, the idea are. here is, is I had to explain to Andrew that. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you're doing this to no. me. <laughs> I get it. He didn't. I was like, he doesn't get the. I didn't get it either. The first. We time. like to publicly embarrass. No, you're our good. Guests. We we were explaining that this is not based on the, the toy. It's based on the person. In You'll the have Toy to, Story I hope, universe. I hope our viewers will forgive me for not knowing the <laughs> Toy Story extended lore, universe yes. lore. I'm sorry. You know, he I hasn't should, bought any of the novels. Like I haven't seen a it. Toy Story film in at least a decade. Yeah, me, I'll mean, I, neither I, have I. Uh, so we'll probably go see it. 
uh, and review True, it. Yeah. So that uh, so, so we'll we'll see. But basically, they're saying here is uh, uh, Disney refused to cut the scene, which, like I say every time, good on them for sticking by their guns and and not now, kowtowing to to somebody else for pressure. Is this what usually happens? Because I know there have been a lot of cases in the past where they will just cut the scene and be like, a lot. This please, is be- please watch it. Please send us money. This is becoming more common now, where Disney, whether it's because just the the sheer size of Disney, they don't need these markets the way they needed them 10 years ago. They're like, look, we're not going to change it. We're just going to keep it in there. If you don't want it, that's fine. Uh, the same thing happens with China all the time. Like uh, China's like, yeah, we're not going to carry this because it's got this in there. And I give them all the credit in the world for sticking by it. Like, I hate it more when they're hypocrites. Well, that's what I was going to say. I hate it when they're hypocrites. I really do. So uh, as long as they're like being well, honest. You feel like good, good for um, Disney to stick to their guns in those situations. And good for the other countries but, like, for sticking I feel to their like guns. Good for Saudi Arabia for sticking to their guns. That's what, and like I'm saying I, good for everyone. My line Do of your thinking thing. is like we need to stop um thinking that we can have this like utopia where all media is suitable for all cultures and Which will all never people be at all times. Absolutely. Children, that- adults, it doesn't matter. Like there, there is a level of discretion necessary, and you can't just like have all that. You can't be like greedy. Yep. Lightyear now becomes the latest in a growing list of major Disney features that have faced issues in Gulf countries due to scenes involving LGBTQ references or topics, which often fall afoul of censors for theatrical releases due to homosexuality being officially illegal across the region. Again, people who live here, remember how good you have it when you're on Twitter complaining about uh, how bad everything is here. It's all bad. It's all awful. And then you think about what's going on in Saudi Arabia, and that's, uh, that's what it's like over there. So... Uh, oh, yeah, they also say they, they, uh, it says in January, West Side Story was also stopped from reaching cinema in Saudi Arabia, uh, UAE, Qatar, uh, Bahrain, Oman, Kuwait. A lot of these movies are being pulled in their Disney's just like we make enough money here. We don't need it. So. All right. And then uh, the Paris Hilton. This is my this is my new favorite. I like this one. We were watching videos of Paris Hilton DJing earlier. I don't actually know. What- I swear she was just dancing. I never actually, like, I saw her maybe touch a button once, and I don't know if that, but, like, I kind of would buy that she's just kind of, like, a pretty face with a great name, with a a really famous name, and that those buttons don't even work, and they just, like, somebody else made the mix for her. I mean, frankly, why would she learn the skills if she could just do exactly that? I like to believe that there's just a fog from, like, dry ice, and then behind that is the actual DJ. DJ, yes, yes. (laughs) So it says... Imagine this and then say, wah, wah, wah. Paris Hilton <laughs> says she turned down a DJing gig for President Joe Biden to attend Britney Spears' wedding. Wah, 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 <laughs> Like, okay. Like, In her shoes, I would have done the same thing. And then I posited this question to Mary. I said, okay, if you had to choose between DJing Britney Spears' wedding or DJing Donald Trump's uh, event, Something which, one do you, or other. which one do you pick? It's easier to orchestrate meeting Donald Trump than Britney Spears. I think so. So I'd go to Britney Spears. Oh, that is a hot. T- that is like, that might be the hottest take ever. At on some this point, channel. you really just got to pay enough to meet Donald Trump. That's so. I know more people that have met Donald Trump than have met Britney Spears. Make DJing real again when 
Paris Hilton's not actually <laughs> doing it. So, uh, so here she is uh, DJing. For, oh, this is not for that. But she she went and she DJed for Britney Spears and left Joe Biden in the lurch at his uh, at his big event. And that's just he sad. was so betrayed. I'm I'm sure I just he was. don't understand why the president and a bunch of international diplomats would want to hear EDM at their dinner. <laughs> like I still think my my, my positive it sounds fake. I think Kamala Harris did it undercover to like get Joe Biden to get up there and get a little too excited and then like have like a health crisis. That's what I think. He starts partying too hard yeah. and his heartbeat just goes out of control. <laughs> Somebody just gave him like a tab of LSD <laughs> and he just became Things just get wild at these <laughs> diplomat parties, <laughs> I swear. Tripping Joe and then this it says uh, <laughs> <laughs> she turned down an invite to DJ at the event for uh, the President of the United States, and then she attended Britney Spears' wedding with her mother. Hilton revealed that her decision during this, during a This Is Paris podcast, believe it or not, I've never heard an episode of the This Is well, Paris. Well, I have. Have you? Yeah. Is it good? I like it. Okay. <laughs> uh, titled This Is, uh, we, went, uh, we Went to a Wedding Last Night, that she recorded after returning from Britney Spears' wedding last week. I was actually asked to DJ for the president and all other presidents around the world for the all dinner. All other presidents Seems around like the all world. All of them, every single All one. the presidents all everywhere. All the presidents around the world. It was hot. It's pretty good, actually. <laughs> and it was hot. <laughs> it was hot. She said that the <laughs> two minute and 31 market. <laughs> I make myself laugh. She does, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Nobody makes Mary laugh more than, more than Mary. Hilton was referring to President Joe Biden's dinner welcoming world leaders as part of the Ninth Summit of the Americas, which was held the same night as Spears' wedding, according to multiple reports. That's just, you know, I don't it's know. It's bad luck. It's bad luck, man. How are you going to pass up? She could have changed the world by DJing that. Like, I would love to get video of Joe Biden at, a, at an EDM concert. Can somebody make that a reality? He would dropped it <laughs> well, or like maybe like well he, didn't he meet with bts recently maybe have him uh go to a k-pop concert and like get mobbed have by a glow stick <laughs> have have him get mobbed by k-pop stands that would be hilarious uh-huh yeah. so it says literally i did not tell anyone not even the people i asked for dresses that were sent my whole team my glam my driver everyone i was reading something earlier that was really interesting people of this level of fame like it said for mariah carey to leave the house it costs about $200,000 just to leave the house. But that's a choice. It doesn't yeah. have to be that way. I, I, no, it does you not. Know? But I find it interesting that to, once you get to that level, that they don't go out of the house for less than $200,000 because between makeup and clothes and driver and security and all these other things that have to, have to happen just for them to be in the public eye. It's hard to imagine that celebrities of that level are even sane because they don't interact with anyone not without not that like when we were talking about oprah winfrey saying that she didn't leave her house for what like two years two years or something during covid like you are not a trustworthy person if you feel like a-okay after that granted the house is wrong with you the house is like the size of a small i know but that's even worse that's even worse you're just hanging out in a giant like concrete (laughs) fishbowl that like that's insane make howard hughes rare again that's what we need we need to not have everybody have howard hughes syndrome and like lock themselves in their home Super weird. Okay, there was a super chat before we go. Unless anybody wants to call up Paris Hilton and see if she wants to DJ for us uh, at any point, that'd be kind of cool. That would be hot. 
that's hot um john lee said just got off work here's some money for y'all thank you thank for you sure. john thank you very much uh yes uh I, I think we could if we could we might not be able to get chet hanks to cameo for us but maybe we get paris hilton to dj for us please uh start that fund at brett's birthday bash let's <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what that's exactly what i want for my birthday is a paris hilton dj Loves set it. Uh, that's exactly what i was uh, <laughs> and, and guys i i do recommend everyone go look at the videos of her djing and tell me it does not look fake to you like it does not look like she's literally just dancing i mean maybe we were saying like benefit of the doubt she like does the producing beforehand and then just plays them yeah and like does a little bit of like crowd hyping yes she's basically an mc yeah yeah all it's right. just cool <laughs> it's a weird second career to have when you're like a, a hotel heiress and a reality tv star she's busy building her empire in that voice every time yeah all right andrew thank you so much appreciate uh do you have an update on the game at all i really can't talk about you too ask much. every yeah, time you do ask I, every time eventually there's there will never be an a, update <laughs> eventually there will be a place that i can point people to go to for information we're not quite there yet so once I have that information, you will get it. But uh, as always, thanks for letting me on. Too bad. I'm going to ask every time. Cause <laughs> and I still me. have no social media. And say, yeah, <laughs> as a, I ask because you have no social media, so there's no way to... I'm, to, I'm to, just trying to make your job as difficult as possible. It would be like a thing where I'm just like, I just look past you and go right to her and be like, <laughs> and no, Mary, because Andrew does not matter. Tell yeah, everyone your social media. let's just act like you don't exist. Yeah, that's yeah. fine, too. All right, Mary, <laughs> tell everyone where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram and WeChat at CloserKitty. And whenever I post articles on TimCast.com, I promote them there. Got anything in the works? Yes, I do. It's on celebrity surrogacy. We will talk about it tomorrow. I'm sure that won't be controversial at all. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be great. <laughs> It'll be fantastic. <laughs> Guys, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic. And then for the show, remember, Monday through Friday, right here on YouTube.com. We are at 3 p.m. That is noon Pacific Standard Time. We are also on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify. If you would prefer to listen rather than watch all of this craziness. It is ridiculous. Uh, and then also, uh, we are on social media. We are on Twitter, at PopCulture underscore show. We are on Facebook and TikTok, at PopCultureCrisis. And we are on Instagram, at PopCultureCrisisPod. And we will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.